G'day and welcome to The Grass is Greener. My name is Tim Henry. I'm a financial advisor in Melbourne. And every week, my guests and I dissect your everyday challenges. We'll get you clearer on your goals and give you financial tips to make it happen. If this is your first time tuning in to The Grass is Greener, make sure you subscribe to the show on your platform of choice so you'll automatically receive each episode as soon as it's released. G'day, welcome to another episode. Thanks for joining. Today, as this goes to air, it is the 1st of July. It is the first day of a new financial year. And as such, many things are quite often introduced on the first day of a new financial year. And this year, there's a lot of rules around superannuation that have changed. And most of them this time are changing for the better and really opening super up to more people and equalizing it a little bit, I think. So I want to run through some of those. Um, there's, there's about five of those um, things that we'll run through, all impacting different people and different age groups. So, uh, so we might have heard about some of these changes coming in just thought it would be a good opportunity to summarise those and, and for you to, to take note in a busy life of the ones that um, impact you. So let's start with one that inf- affects all workers. So employers, as of today, the 1st of July, the rate of super guarantee, that is the payment that your employer pays you into your super, has increased from 10% to 10.5% of your your salary as of today. Now, for some people, that is a bonus because they are going to get that extra payment into super. For some employees, if they're on a package, their employer might actually deduct more of their pay, uh, more of their package goes across to super, and so they might actually get less in their hand. We have heard of that happening. But for most people, that's going to be an extra half a percent Um, that they're getting and that's going into their super. Uh, I will just note that um, this is going to increase each year now until 2025. So next year it will go up to 11% in 2023, 11.5% in 2024, and it will hit 12% in 2025. So that's something to be aware of. The next thing that uh, I want to make you aware of is... A really good one, a great move that the government made and it comes into effect today is the 400, there used to be a minimum monthly threshold that if you earned underneath this threshold, your employer didn't have to pay your superannuation and that was $450 a month. So if you were earning $450 a month or less, your employer didn't have to pay you super. That is now gone. That means they have to pay super to all employees regardless of what they earn. And that is a great thing because uh, there may have been some workers who just, um, you know, they might have only earned four or 5000 a year just doing a part-time job one day a week, something like that, and they weren't getting paid any super. So it is a really important move. Particularly one for women because it's estimated that 300,000 employees weren't receiving super because of that rule. And 63% of those employees were women. So, this is a great move that's going to mean that super is going to flow 
onto those people. Uh, the next one I just want to uh, touch on here is the what we call the first home super scheme, or would we call it the first home saver scheme? <laughs> I think uh, it might be known as the first home saver scheme. And with the first home saver scheme, um, the government has, it's basically a program where the government has said, okay, well, for those people that are saving for their first home, they can make personal contributions into super and they can make salary sacrifice, that is pre-tax contributions from their employment into superannuation and we'll let them build that up over time and let them draw down on it to buy a first home. The maximum that you could draw out of your super based on those two amounts, once you'd saved it, was 30000 They're going to push that up to 50000 And certainly that's needed. I think there's, there's probably even argument that there's more needed than even that. But just to be aware of that, that that has now increased from 30 to 50. So that, that's a good move for anyone saving for their first home. And, and, and that strategy is being used more and more. It works well because it means that you can sacrifice money pre-tax rather than trying to save money after tax that you put towards your deposit. You can save money pre-tax in your super. So you get a little bit of a benefit there from the tax and you're able to draw on that at a later date for your deposit. Uh, the next rule, number four, is um, abolishing of the work test. Now, this affects, uh, positively affects people who are older than 67. So the rule used to be that um, anyone over the age of 67 had to meet a work test to be able to contribute to super. That that meant that um, they had to show that they, they worked a certain amount um, during the year over a 30-day cons- consecutive day period. Um, if, you, if they didn't meet that work test, if they were retired, they, that was it. If they were over 67 and they were retired, they couldn't put any more money into super. And it, we used to find that a real, well, we have found it a real challenge for people because uh, in the scheme of things, they, mo- they may retire and then start making some big decisions around offloading some assets and, and rejigging their assets. And super was always closed off to them. So they've abolished the work test and changed the rules so that anyone, regardless of their working situation, can up to the age of 75, if they're under 75, they can contribute into super. It's a really good move because it, it means that um, people that are working can also salary sacrifice into super if they want. Um, and also they can personally contribute if that makes sense to them. We will be using that a lot in our business, that one, I'm, sh- I'm sure. Um, the downsizer contribution, now that is one similarly where after the age of 65, if you sold your primary residence and you've been in that residence for I think it's around 10 years, 10 or 11 years, you were able to put some of those proceeds into super. Um, there's a few bit of criteria that you need to meet on that primary residence. 
that age was 65. That is now being dropped to age 60. So another great move there, just opening that up to more people to to make these decisions earlier if they want. I know with even our clients, we've had people that have wanted to do it earlier and they've held off selling their home uh, for a year or two to try and tap into that. Um, so they were there are five really big rule changes that have come in um, today and, and all of them are, are pretty positive, I think. I just want to touch on now just two or three, three actually um, really basic strategies that you might want to think about just now that the financial year is starting. We always have a lot of people clamoring in the, in June and say, oh, I quickly want to push money into my super to get a tax deduction or get the government co-contribution or whatever. Now's the time that you might think about doing it at the start of the financial year so that it's less of a, a lump sum rush at the end. So let's start with the government co-contribution. If you don't know what the government co-contribution is, it is a contribution scheme that's aimed at low to middle income earners who um, earn at least 10% of their income from employment or business. If your income is less than 41112 per year, the government will contribute 50 cents for every dollar you after-tax dollar you put into your super to a maximum amount of 500. Hence, if you put $1,000 in, that's the maximum uh, where you can maximise it, they will give you 500 if you're um, under 41,112 per annum. It's really a great uh, option for people because where else do you get a government handout of um, $500? If you're thinking about doing that this financial year, what a, a great place to start on the 1st of July. Just It's $20 a week, basically, or $80 a month, uh, j- roughly. Yes, some people just put the 1000 in at the end of the year if they've got a 1000 But if you want to just um, minimise the, the impact there, just do it as a weekly payment or a monthly payment and the government will give you $500. Once you do your tax return and, and they can verify that income, the $500 will be paid into your super. Uh, the next one is just a, a, around a spouse contribution. So with a spouse contribution, um, if your spouse earns less than $37,000 a year, you yourself might be eligible to contribute up to $3,000 into their super and claim an 18% tax offset. The maximum offset you can claim is around $540, depending on your situation. So there's a few variations in this one. Uh, But if they earn between $37,000 and $40,000, you you might still benefit, but the tax offset is progressively reduced. That's one to think about too. Are you doing that? That's one that we're going to really um, have a bit more focus on in our business aspire planning this year. And then another one that we're going to be chatting to our clients about is really if you um, want to balance up your contributions. If you, one of you is a high income earner and someone's either not earning an income or they're, say they're on maternity leave or something, you can choose to actually share your contributions or, or split some of those contributions. 
that is also an option. And uh, anyone can uh, split up to 85% of their pre-tax contributions with their spouse. So there is a, a few, uh, three just small things that you can think about doing at the start of a financial year. Always better to do it at the start and do it consistently rather than that rush at the end. So that was a quick fire um, chat about the new rules, plus a couple of things you can think about. And we'll see you next week. If you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are going on a journey similar to you, then I invite you to join the Grass is Greener Facebook group where you can connect, share and learn from other people just like you. The information in this podcast is of a general nature and does not take into account your own financial objectives, circumstances and needs. You should consider your own personal situation and requirements before making any decision. If you have any concerns or questions, please contact me. That's the end of another show. Remember, the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. See you later.